Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. This morning I want to go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And as I was um, seeking the Lord, it was actually last week, he dropped something in my spirit. And normally, I don't get anything other than just a little tidbit here and there. And uh, he highlighted something to me kind of early. And then I found out that there was an opportunity to minister this Sunday, so... I figured that's why he dropped it in my spirit, you know. <laughs> and he, he tells me, he says, son, keep it simple. Because this is a simple gospel. And so many people has made it complicated. So, I pray that what he's given me will bring enlightenment. And um, tear down some walls of religion. Because uh, religion destroyed my life (laughs) early on. My family. And I've seen what it's done in other people's lives. Religion is not God. Relationship. It's all about relationship. So I'm going to start. The heading here is the light of Christ's gospel. Verse 1. And I'd have you stand, but there's a lot of reading, so I'll let you sit. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. And when you see a therefore, you have to go back up and see what he's talking about. So he, he's talking about that we have this ministry, that we've received mercy, and that we don't lose heart. And when you go back up, he says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. He says, but we... All with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we've all received this ministry by His mercy. And, and this is important because what I was taught is you say a prayer to go to heaven, right? But He says that you say this prayer. To come in relationship with him. And I want to talk a little bit about the finished work. It's going to come out. It says, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. I look at that. We don't have to walk in shame. There's nothing about the, the word of God that's shifty or it's, it's, you can see right through. I mean, it's real. What he's saying here is real. He says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. What does that mean, the gospel's veiled? See, before I, before I knew him, I didn't understand the word. So there's that veil over our eyes. That, and that's what religion does to us. 
If we're brought up in religion, there's things that we were taught that aren't right. And sometimes those things are hard to break off. Because, you know, have you ever heard of the um, first principle of being taught? Whereas the first things you've been taught, it's really hard to not believe them. That's why I believe it's important for us to teach our children and not let the school system or anyone else. But, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds are the God of this age has blinded. The gods of this age have blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus Christ. See, we don't preach us, we preach Christ. It's the glory of the Lord that's in us that will shine through to bring the light of the gospel to those that are living in the dark. See, he says, we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ. For it is the God, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You hear that? That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So what's he talking about this treasure in earthen vessels? It's the treasure of Christ being in us. That's the simplicity of the gospel. Christ in us. Why did Jesus come? He came to show us God. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen God. I've come to show you the way to have a relationship with the Father. He didn't come so I could just go to heaven. That's just the beginning. <laughs> he says, I've come to show you the way to the Father. And through our relationship with the Father, he reveals to us who he created us to be. That light and that glory of God that he placed within us now is being revealed. But it's, it's the journey of knowing him that we get to understand that this glory that he placed in us, he wants to reveal to everyone around us. So, so here we are. We're this treasure. We have this treasure in this earthen vessel. And he says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despair. Has anybody ever had things come against them? <laughs> are you persecuted, yet you're not forsaken? Did you hear our songs this morning? Whoa. But we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. We want him to manifest through our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Now what's he saying here? That we're to be to delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Well, what has to die in us? 
Our flesh, right? Right. Isn't that what wars against the spirit? Is our flesh? Yeah. So, and it, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, see, he, he put the spirit of faith in us. I believe, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak. Do you believe, and do you speak? <laughs> yeah. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will rep- or present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. So there's things we're going to go through, and it's going to be for his glory. I don't like the things I'm going through this, even this week, the things that we've experienced at home, some of the things I've experienced at work. There's been a lot of pressure, (laughs) you know. But what does that pressure do? It brings out the gold. But you have to allow that to bring out the gold. If I sit there in a pity party, it's not going to bring the gold out. I have to allow this so that this can come forth. It's him doing the work in my flesh, squeezing my flesh, changing me. Why? Because he wants his glory to shine through this flesh. This is his tent. He lives in this tent. But I'm the one that has to give it up. I have to crucify. Why did he say that we have to take up our cross daily? Because on the cross was where that flesh was crucified. And my flesh has got to be crucified daily. Therefore, we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You know what religion taught me about that scripture? That here I am. Okay, I'm 54 years old right now. I'm getting older and older every day, so my outward man is perishing. That's a lie. Don't believe that. We don't have to live our life as this tent does not have to to perish. The glory of God shining in my body, I can... Live as long as he desires me to live and fulfill what he's called me to fill and be in perfect health in that. So don't speak those lies over your life. I am not perishing because I'm getting older. What's perishing is this flesh. The flesh man that has to die so that the spirit man can raise up and bring life to this tent. (laughs) Yeah, when this tent dies, I'm going to be in heaven with him, right? That's what he says is to be absent from the body is to be present with him. But guess what? I can be present with him now. He's given me that promise. So why not take this tent right along with just like Elijah did? And Enoch. It happened a couple of times already. Right? Just want to bring that out. So. As our inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So these things that we're experiencing every day in our life, they're to bring that eternal glory out in us. While we're not to look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, in our songs this morning, it, it just blew me away because, you know, he says, victory is mine before my eyes can even see it. <laughs> Do we believe the promises? His light breaks through the darkness. Your presence, Lord, is an open door. And I know breakthrough is coming. He says, wait on the Lord. Right? And he says, your voice, Lord, you've led me through the fire. See, we don't go through a fire by ourselves. He's right there with us. I mean, we got the perfect example of that with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They didn't get to escape the fire. They were thrown in. Yet Jesus was in there with them. And the only thing that came off of them, the only thing that burnt was their bondage. What does the fire do in our lives? It's going to burn the bondage off of us. The things that God doesn't want us to have anymore, the things that are keeping us from him. So as I was, I was reading this, I was like, man, that's not exactly where he, he highlighted scripture for me, though. Because he, he started me at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. And this scripture says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, that, that was the one scripture he highlighted to me. And then he says, now keep reading. Why? Because this is a continuous letter to the Corinthian church. So, here, I, I went ahead and I went on. And I'm going to come back to that. He talks about the epistle. In chapter 3, um, verse 2, he says, You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men, clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. So, here he's talking about his word being written on our hearts. We have this written word here, and he says that, and we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. So I have to know that it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with him in me. Who also made us sufficient. See, he's the one who's made me sufficient as a minister of this new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. See, religion kills the Spirit of God. People take this word and they say, and they throw it in your face. Without the Spirit on it, it kills. It's called religion. Why? Because they want you to do something. They want you to be something. And Christ says, no, it's simple. Come to me, my son. Come to me, my daughter. Learn of me and I will show you who I am and who I created you to be. This is the gospel. So, it's his spirit that gives life. And, and I, 
the glory of the new covenant. And he says, but if this ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of the countenance, which the glory that was passing away, how will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious? So I'm looking at the old covenant, right? The written covenant. And here when Moses, he was face to face with God when he wrote this. Right? It was the finger of God that gave us the Ten Commandments. And here, there's such glory on that. And he says, how much more glory is on my new covenant? <laughs> Here's one man that experienced the glory of God when God wanted everyone to come up that mountain and experience it. But they were afraid. And he says, that's why I sent my son. So that you could experience the new covenant of the glory of God inside his spirit. So here we are, we're in this new covenant. So why are we not seeing the glory of God manifest in our lives like we should? Because I've been taught wrong. All these years I've been taught wrong. The, that religion. It's not what I do that makes me who I am. It's who I know and, who, and whose I am. If I know I am his and I build this relationship with him, he desires to do things through you and me. When, it, when he says minister, He's talking to the whole body of Christ. Every believer. He says, those who believe shall do the same works that I do and greater. So I'm like, well, Lord, what's keeping us from this glory? I mean, he goes through this letter, right, to the Corinthians. And he says, well, son, it's, it's what I just showed you. Right there. Satan takes advantage of us because we're, we're not always up to what he's, up, what he's doing. He says that we cannot be ignorant of his devices. And, and in that, he's talking about forgiveness. Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For I indeed, I have given everything. I have given that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. And when I read this, here's Paul that this, whoever it was, came against him in the body. And then he tells them that, listen, you need to forgive this guy. And we need to love him and honor him. We need to bring him in. And because of unforgiveness, he says, don't let unforgiveness give Satan an advantage. You know, he said, beware in the last days of offense. The enemy is bringing offense in so many different ways. And if I take that offense into my heart, then I'm giving the enemy the opportunity to stifle who God wants me to be. I'm giving him an advantage in my life. He, he says in um, Hosea 4.6, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I got a revelation on that. What is knowledge? It's knowing him. 
See, Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us, didn't he? He was the word that made man. And we could see him manifest the word of God. Now he says, it's our turn to become this word made flesh. Christ in us. People need to see the epistle, not hear it. They need to see us manifesting Christ. They need to see the glory of God shining through us. It's the light of his countenance in and through us that's going to break the darkness off of people around us. So today, as I was asking them about this, you know, we've talked about this, how, how many people have been hurt by the church. You know, um, and I'm not one that is not excluded from that. My family was hurt by the church. But see, that's just the enemy's device. He'll use anybody he can because of their ignorance. They didn't do it on purpose. They, didn't because, they did it because they didn't know any better. They thought that they were doing what was right because of religion. Right? Religion kills. The Spirit brings life. But I wasn't mature enough in my walk at, at that time to understand what was going on. I didn't understand that offense can hurt me if I take it in my spirit. You know, people say that the ones closest to you can hurt you the most. <laughs> but we're not to allow that to happen. We're supposed to be unoffendable. Is it easy? Oh, no. It's not easy at all. But what did Jesus go through for us? Why do you think at, on the cross, his last words basically, Lord, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He wasn't going to hold that offense. <laughs> and he doesn't want us to. Because it'll limit what God can do through us when we come into offense of what someone has done in our lives or, or some pastor or church, what they've done to you. Just remember, they just didn't know any better. But we don't have to hold that offense against them. Just like Paul did, he told them, forgive them, love on them. So that the enemy cannot Take advantage of you. And I don't want the enemy taking advantage of the body anymore. I don't want to be taken advantage of anymore. I want to know that I'm living a life of forgiveness. That there's no unforgiveness in my heart. You know, I, I was um, Philippians 1, 9 through 11. This is also a prayer. He said, in this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Don't we need to know him more? And we need to discern. Right? 
people have stopped discerning. We need to have our discernment up at full <laughs> so that God can discern what's going on in the situation so he can enlighten us. He says that we or you may approve the things that are excellent and that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. You hear that? We have to be without offense to the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. He wants to fill us to overflowing. And he doesn't want anything to impede that or keep it from happening. So, this morning... What is keeping you from experiencing everything the Father has for you? Search me, oh God. Know my heart. Cleanse me. So there's no wicked way inside of me. This is my heart's prayer. Because I don't know everything. But he does. The Father knows my heart. So I, I ask you this morning, search your heart this morning. Is there something you need to lay on the altar? Is there someone in your life that you have not forgiven? And the enemy's taken advantage of, of your situation because you have not given them to God. And I'm telling you, he tested me on this this week. Seems like every time he, he gives you something, he's not going to give it without a test. And it's been a, a tough week. But I know why. Because the enemy does not want this to come out. He doesn't want you to know that Christ already did the work in you. And that we have to step into what he's already done. All, this, all of his promises are yes and amen to the glory of God. What we're doing is we're learning to experience what he's already done for us. What he's deposited in us. And how to believe what he put in us is ours. Religions taught us that we have to continue to confess and this and that. We got to do, 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 do. Let's just get to know him. And he'll bring that revelation to us. And I'm not saying that confessing is bad. <laughs> because I confess things, let me tell you. I confess his word. That's what I want to confess. Because he said his word will not return void. So confess the word over your life. Let it become your life. So Father, search our hearts this morning. Search us, O oh Lord. Do your marvelous work in us. You 
said, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You shall renew our strength, Father. So we we just want to wait on you right now, Father. You're the one, Holy Spirit, that brings revelation to us. Is there anything in our hearts, Father, that we need to ask for forgiveness for? Is there anything in my heart, Father, that I need forgiveness for? See, I want to I wanna fulfill my destiny in Christ. And he's called me to be an encourager. So I want to encourage you all to be all you can be in Christ. Don't limit yourself by thinking you're not worthy or you're not enough or you can't do this. Well, I can't and you can't, but he can. He's the one that has to do it. And all we do is surrender and partake. Listen and obey. Believe and receive. What is it that God has spoken into your life that you have not yet received? Speak those things forth because they're His words. Let those promises come forth and come into fruition. As you wait upon the Lord, All these things will come into fruition. We know the time is short and God wants to do a quick work. The work that he wants to do in us is dependent on us and our yes. How much will I surrender to him? Am I holding anything back? Just like Pastor Becky said, Lord, you got to go this way. You got, I'm going this way. You got to follow me. I mean, that, that touched my heart because all God wants to do is embrace you, hold you and mold you and shine through you. He knows how to do it. I don't. So that visual broke me. Because I know it's his heart. I feel it. His heart is to be one with you. John 17, Jesus prayed that. Lord, as we are one, I want to be one with them. So allow him to do that purging in you. Just surrender to Him. That doesn't mean that we're going to get it right every time. But when something happens and you don't like it, that's good. It's when you do something and you don't care. That's not good. And what I mean is when you do something that you know the Lord pleases on or something coming out of you that shouldn't be there I heard that this morning 
And Wade gave some good advice. <laughs> you cared that something came out of you that you didn't like. See, when I lived for the world, I didn't care what I did. But now I care. Because he's placed that within me. I don't want to disappoint my father. I want to live for him, live with him. This is our walk together. It's not my race, it's our race. <laughs> because I don't know how to run it without him. And I need you all to help. <laughs> we all have to learn to do this together. He says, for where I am weak, you will become strong. My brother can hold me up when I'm weak. That's the importance of the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So is everyone's heart clear this morning? anyone is in need of prayer we'd be happy to pray for you God is so good and he desires the best for each and every one of us and it's his best not what I think is my best I fail in many areas <laughs> in my life and I hate it but I'm not going to stop I'm going to keep pressing in because he's the one that's going to bring me into that and keep pressing into him and waiting on him allow him to mold me and make me so that I can be that man of God that he created me to be. So I can be the husband to my wife that I'm supposed to be. The father to my children. And to my grandchildren. I had children young. So my children didn't see a godly father growing up most of the time. They saw someone that was angry and bitter. And I don't want my grandchildren seeing that. I want him to see a loving grandfather. And God has made that way for me. I didn't do that of my own accord. It's me surrendering to his love and his compassion. It's his work in me that has changed my heart. That's the transformation. That's the gospel of Christ. Relationship with him, you become transformed, molded and made in his image. So that it's no longer the flesh that comes out. It's the spirit of God that's dominant in your life. So you can always bring the light of who he is to those around you. But there be tests. <laughs> Life is a test, isn't it? You look at Paul. His life wasn't no picnic. 
beaten, shipwrecked, hungry. He went through a lot of things. I haven't gone through what he's gone through, but I've gone through some things, and we all will. And that's part of the gospel. He's going to go through them with us. And I was taught, oh, man, once you get into the gospel, you're all good. There's still heartache and pain to, to go through. But I don't know what I'd do without the peace and the love of God to help me get through that heartache and pain. And everyone here has experienced some sort of heartache and pain because we live in a dark world. And I sure don't want to experience it without him. Without his loving hand upon me, without the peace and joy. Have you ever had anyone ask you, when you're going through that situation, how can you have joy in your life? How can you react that way? And then you can say, oh, let me share them with you. <laughs> because it's because of him, not me. It's his joy that shines through in those pressured situations. Just like I love how Todd White and Dan Muller say it. How come when a Christian gets squeezed, everything but Christ comes out? When I get squeezed, Jesus should come out. That's what I want. <laughs> and I know that's what everybody wants. Does it always manifest that way? Uh, unfortunately not. But see, I'm going to keep pressing in. I'm going to keep allowing him to do that work so that when it does, he will manifest. So that someone else can see what I'm going through and say, huh, how come he can go through it like that? because of him we want to thank you for listening in today at the well we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after him if you would like to find out more please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media